You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Good evening and welcome to our service. It's lovely to see you all. If you're joining us for the very first time, you are especially welcome. We are Northern Lights MCC part of the Metropolitan Community Church, a worldwide communion of churches that celebrate God's love for everyone. All are welcome at the Lord's table. Tonight, we continue to reflect on our theme, care for creation. And Mikey will speak to us of our responsibility as a nation. Anna and Jean will remind us in tonight's reading of our Christian commitment and calling to be good stewards of creation. But first, let's begin our celebration by reminding ourselves of God's creative and redeeming love. Let's pause and become aware of his presence. Creator God, You give to your world all that is good. All times and seasons sing of your care, and we see your presence in the wonder of creation. Forgive our selfishness and grace our hearts that wonder at the world around us and the humility to respect all creatures. For you brought all things to being by your word. Jesus, our Lord. Amen. A psalm of lament and praise in a time of coronavirus. Written by the Reverend Kenneth Howcroft. How shall we praise you, Lord our God, when we are locked down? How shall we praise you? When the doors to your house are barred and your people cannot assemble. When those desperately in need of money and work cannot even wait in the marketplace. When we have to circle round people in the street and to queue for shops maintaining safe distance. When we can only communicate by hearing on the phone or seeing on the screen or digitally messaging or even just waving through a window. When we cannot meet our parents and children grandparents and grandchildren, or other family members and friends. When we cannot touch them in their flesh and blood to know they are really alive, how shall we praise you? How, like Thomas, shall we not see yet believe that your son is raised among us? How shall we praise you? How can I praise you, Lord? Are you plaguing us with this virus to punish us because we have all done wrong? or thought wrongly, or felt wrongly, or just been wrong? If so, why do only some die? And those, apparently, the ones who are the least worst, or most caring among us? Or are you trying to teach us a lesson? If so, why is it so hard to learn? And how are we to find the answer, when we do not even know the question? Or are you still the same loving God, coming to us in our sufferings and opening up the way to new life in Jesus, 
Lord, I will try to praise you. Through gritted teeth, I will try to praise you. I will try to remember that you have created all things and this virus is part of your creation. I will try not to hate it, but seek to mitigate its harm. I will try to keep myself and others safe. I will work to pray for them and seek to help in whatever way I can. Lord, when I cannot pray or worship, help me be aware of all your people and your saints and angels hovering around me, lifting me up. When I feel alone, let me feel you near me, even if only for a moment that enables me to go on. Let me hear you say, peace be with you. Lord, I will praise you. Let all the peoples praise you. Amen. This is the first reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also, the one who took two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your, your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I haven't where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed? Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received, received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has... For whoever has will be given more, 
and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have, will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Jesus answered, Watch out so that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumours of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these things are the beginnings of birth pains. And the Gospel of Matthew then goes on to say, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Bridegroom, Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps with them, but without any oil. And the wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The general reading of this story is to be ready for the return of Jesus. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. And then comes our gospel for today, starting with the word again. That is to say, or put another way, the kingdom of heaven will be like. So what will the kingdom of heaven be like according to our gospel today? What will the kingdom of heaven be like when we see the birth pains, when we see the beginning of the end times according to the Bible? And we're told the kingdom of heaven will be like a man going on a journey uh, who calls his servants and gives each of them talents. We think of talents as abilities or gifts like singing or dancing or carpentry and the like. And this is indeed the main way of seeing the story. But in Jesus' day, a talent was also a unit of money. And it was a lot of money. One talent could be estimated to be worth about £400,000. So this man gave one servant a couple of million, and the next quite a lot, and the last servant £400,000. Some got more, some got less, but all of them received a significant amount. And then the man went away. That's where we are now in the story, as we're supposed to understand it. Jesus, having accomplished his work on the cross and rising from the dead, went away. He ascended into heaven and has remained there a long time. And scripture tells us that he's coming back. That's a message from Matthew 24 and 25 that's repeated again and again and again in the, in the uh, scriptures that I've read. Jesus is coming back again. And until then, the kingdom of heaven will be like this man's servants being good stewards, stewards investing the talents they have and investing the talents that we have in the kingdom of God until Jesus returns. So let us think about this a little bit for ourselves. 
and then afterwards we'll think about this as a nation as we think about the climate crisis. And as I speak about ourselves, remember in the back of your mind that we are thinking about the world and its stewardship um, over the next few weeks at church and in house group. The talents in this parable represent all that God gives to us to steward during our lifetime. Our skills, our prayers, our words, our work, everything. Talents represent our lives and what we do to be productive for the kingdom of God. Now, unfortunately, this parable could be seen as not particularly uplifting. You could read it to mean, invest your talents in the work of the kingdom, because if you don't, you'll end up stripped of what little you have and cast into the darkness. It's hard to preach that in an encouraging and uplifting way. Get off your ass and do more for God this year or you'll end up in hell, it seems to say. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. However, I propose that no one listening to this will be at all like the third servant. Listen carefully. The third servant says about Jesus, about the man that went away. So he says about Jesus. I know that you're a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. I'm not sure what Bible that man was reading. And yes, clearly Jesus can be seen as assertive on many occasions, but Jesus doesn't steal. He doesn't steal harvest that's not his. He doesn't gather where he hasn't laid the spiritual foundations by the spirit. It makes me wonder does the third servant actually know the man that's gone away at all? Does he know anything about him, if that's his description of him? Folks, the talents represent all that God has given him, all that is his, all that is ours, abilities, resources, time, money, energy, affections, everything. And this third guy, over his lifetime, the servant invests absolutely none of it into the kingdom. It's not that he only invests a little bit of it into the kingdom. It's that he invests none of it. He buries his talent. He doesn't give it a second thought until the master returns. He's got no interest in the kingdom at all. He's got no idea who the master is, not the slightest, if he thinks that Jesus is going to steal and take that which isn't his. That clearly doesn't describe anyone listening to this. Rather than being a parable that frightens us, it's a, a parable that should encourage us to know who we really are and what life really is. This short parable in just a few paragraphs contains an overview of our lives, what we, what we were created to be, what we were created to do, and what we should invest our lives in, what life is really about. So God knows that we want to be productive, we want to do things, we want to do something. And God also knows that we're not all equally talented, but if we're faithful with what we have, we can equally, equally serve God. Not necessarily equally talented, but equally serve God. And let us remember, we invest in people, for the kingdom is made up of people. 
So what does investing in the kingdom even mean? It's investing in the gospel and in the lives of people. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And as we keep on saying, the kingdom starts now, already and not yet, as I remember saying a few weeks ago. So we work and invest in people now. And God has given you and me a unique set of talents, our personality, our gifts, our resources, our spheres of influence. And we use them to witness to uh, Jesus' gracious, generous character. We use them to be Jesus' hands and feet, to go to the hurt, to go to the broken, to go to the outcast. As I said, this short parable in just a few paragraphs contains an overview of our lives, what we, were, what we were created to do, who we were created to be, what we should invest our lives in, what life's really about, other people investing in other people. We're also considering, of course, our response to the climate crisis. We focused on individual responses last week, we'll think globally next week. We think about our nation, this week, our nation could be classed as quite confused at the moment. It's hard to think that all we ever used to talk about was Brexit. Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. We hardly even hear about that at the minute. And at the moment, we're a pivotal part of that process. We're in a global pandemic, which is clearly taking up much of our thoughts. And of course, um, we're in the midst of some complex global issues. The US election alone can tell us that. The biggest worry, of course, is that we're missing the point. As we worry about these big things, we perhaps miss the even bigger thing, the elephant in the room, the risk of losing the planet. Remember the context of the parable. Remember what I read at the beginning. Many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. You will hear of wars and rooms of wars. Nation will rise against nation. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Our nation, although potentially divided, although potentially confused, we are a nation that comparab comparably to others have been given quite a lot of talents. We have lots of influence. Let me repeat what I said about the third servant. Remember, it doesn't apply to, to you as an individual as I've, I've outlined, but let's consider our nations response to climate change. I said just before, folks, the talents represent all that God has given to the man or to us, all of our abilities, our resources, our time, our money and energy. And over his lifetime, this servant invests none of it in the kingdom. It's not that he only invests a little bit in the kingdom. He invents, he invests none of it in the kingdom. He buries the talent, doesn't give a second thought until he hears the master returning. No kingdom interest at all, I said. I'm certainly not saying we've done nothing as a nation. But this third guy buries the talent and doesn't give this kingdom, uh, this kingdom work a second thought until he can hear the master coming along the corridor. Is it that we're only now looking at this because we can see that we're at the brink of the master returning? We may feel powerless, but when we pray, as we do for the leaders of our nation, let us earnestly pray that they use our talents wisely for the sake of the planet. Not bury them 
under the list of COVID-19, under the list of Brexit, under the list of all of the big things that we need to do as a country, but we miss the main story. For God so loved the world, the word for word, the word for the world used is the cosmos, everything. And the story of salvation, as I've said before, is for creation. Creation includes us, but it's not only for us. Amen. My friends, welcome to our time of prayer. A time where we come together as a church family in the presence of God as we speak from our hearts to our loving Creator. As is our custom at Northern Lights MCC, we begin by lighting a candle as we remember all of those affected by HIV and AIDS-related illness. We remember everyone around the world who are suffering from illness in body, mind and in spirit. Those who have passed, those who mourn, and those who work selflessly and tirelessly to care for those in need. We pray for our sister Massa, who has been unwell, and ask our loving parent to fill her with the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our response to Loving God, Creator of all things, is send your spirit to revive us. Almighty God, we come before you to give you thanks and praise for all that you have created. We give you thanks for the greatest gift that you have given us, your Son Jesus, bringing us closer to you. Thank you for your unfailing love your mercy, and every blessing you bestow upon us. Loving God, creator of all things, send your spirit to revive us. Your beautiful creation cries out for healing, and nations are still divided across the world. Fill us with your hope, for a new earth where we live in harmony with one another, working together for the common good, the common good of our sisters, brothers and siblings. Loving God, creator of all things, send your spirit to revive us. Speak to our hearts, Lord, and guide us. Fill us with your wisdom and help us care for your precious planet. Speak to the hearts of world leaders that make decisions so that they heal and not to harm, to unite and not to divide. Loving God, creator of all things, send your spirit to revive us. O oh God, 
We are living in challenging times, affecting us all in different ways. We come to you to surrender our worries and our anxieties. We thank and praise you for being our ever-present help. You are our refuge and our strength. Heavenly Parent, throughout these lockdown days, strengthen our resolve and our perseverance to always move forward and to trust in you throughout these times of uncertainty. Loving God, creator of all things, send your spirit to revive us. Lord, we give you thanks for the kindness and generosity of our siblings who have made donations of food and which has been distributed between our food banks. We give thanks for those who made these collections possible by giving of themselves and of their time to collect and deliver. May God bless all of those who have donated, delivered and those who will receive these gifts. Loving God, creator of all things, send your spirit to revive us. In Jesus' name we pray. Now let us take a few moments of quiet together as we listen to God and pray for those known personally to us. Now let us say together the prayer that Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And together we say the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go with the peace of Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk.